0: Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. It's always so good to be here with you today. So thanks for sharing this afternoon with me. You know, I've had a few people write in lately and say, "Hey, you know, you always have great guests on your show, but we really miss the days when it was just you and and you just taught, talked, and, and shared." And so I'm going to be doing more of that, and I'm really looking forward to it. As as much as I love my guests and and we have the most amazing people here on The Million Dollar Mindset, I woke up this morning, you know, and I I, I thought about the show before I even got out of bed, and I found myself feeling, like, really excited to do the show today. (laughs) And I don't know if that means I just like talking to myself or, uh, or if there's something else behind that. But, um, you know, I am. I'm looking forward to being here with you today and just chatting. So we're going to do that. We're, we're going to talk about building that foundation for your business to go from startup phase and, and through growth phase. And if it's if, if your plan to seven-figure business. But these things that we're going to be talking today are are really, really for anyone. So if you're not planning on getting to the seven figures, that's okay. If you just want to make a nice living, if you want to make, you know, $60,000, dollars 80000 whatever it is, then these same rules apply. I'm going to talk to you about the things that I see that businesses don't plan for or don't do in their plan because we're still in that traditional mindset way of thinking. You know, when we think of a plan, we think of a business plan and we think of numbers, you know, the projections and the the P&L's, building the profit and loss statements and looking at balance sheets and and where could this go? And then and then, you know, we think of getting the idea onto paper, and a good old-fashioned 30-page business plan is for somebody who intends to go to the bank to get funding. Well, what a lot of people don't know is that if you're a startup, especially one without a track record, you're not going to get funding from your bank. (laughs) And that's a problem. Funding comes in two, three years into your business if you start to show a healthy profit. And if you have um, a gray plan that shows that there's huge untapped potential in your business, very, very rarely do people get bank loans for business. They're, they're either investors or personal, personal collateral that goes into the business. And I see it all the time, and it's heartbreaking. People go into business and they put a second mortgage on their home, they take out a home equity line, they max out credit cards, they take loans from family members that oftentimes way too often don't get paid back or they invest their retirement savings into businesses and and, and oftentimes, too often, because of the statistics, those savings never get back into a retirement account or into any kind of an account. So I know I'm making it sound dire, but here's the thing. There are things that people don't plan for, and if they plan for these things and they do these things that we're going to talk about today, odds are, are greater that success can be seen. What I see a lot is people become passionate about an idea. I call them, you've heard me before, refer to these as kitchen table ideas. Um, they are two friends sitting in a restaurant or at the kitchen table or wherever, or you know they could be relatives, whatever it is, and they come up with this idea and they say, hey, why hasn't anyone ever done that? And then before you know it, they're implementing the idea. And this is great, but... Too often, not enough research is done, and the idea falls flat on its face. So the first thing that I'm going to say to you is when you come up with your idea, if you haven't yet, take some time. Take some cool-off time. Too many people think that they have to jump and jump now because this idea is hot, and fresh, and, and they've got that energy behind it, driving it. And I have to tell you, from my own personal life, I used to be someone who would jump on ideas. And I just want to tell you this little personal story. It's, it's not a business idea. This one isn't. But I think it'll get the point through really, really well. Um, a number of years ago, quite, quite a, a number of years ago, uh, my husband passed away. And my children, our children, were only eight years old at the time. And about a year later, the girls and I were out at Home Depot or something like that. And they saw this molded uh, pond, you know, like a kit to make a backyard pond, 150 gallons. They said, Mom, let's build a pond. It would be something we could do all together and blah, 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 you know. And I thought, wow, great idea, right? And so I bought this mold, and I bought, I spent like $600 for this little tiny pond. And, and we came home, and it was pouring rain, but we were so determined. We were out there in the pouring, pouring rain, you know, digging and slipping and falling into the mud. And you know what? It was a blast. It was so much fun. But then the kids lost interest. And so guess who gets stuck finishing the pond? especially the digging, right? So it was a lot of work, and I was doing it alone. So I didn't learn from that lesson that I jumped on right away because two years after we put that one in, they said, Mom, we need a big pond. Look at this. And they saw a picture of a pond in a magazine, and it it was gorgeous. And I fell in love. And that day I went out and marked off the backyard for a 1,200-gallon backyard pond. Now, I did a little research. I, I kind of thought I knew what it was going to take, but I didn't do a lot of research. And the story repeated itself. So the point here is that I was whining, and I do say that seriously, whining to a friend one day about how complicated my life is and how many problems I have in my life and how, how much work I have to do in my life. Whoa is me. And and you could tell she was getting a little agitated in listening to me. And she turned to me and she, she said, well, Marla, it's not everyone who makes spontaneous decisions like building a 1,200-gallon pond in their backyard. Maybe you ought to think a little closer next time. And it hit me then. I mean, that was a life-changing moment for me. Now I think out my decisions. I don't ever go with the emotion, unless it's something fun like going to a movie spontaneously, but we're talking big decisions here. I don't ever just go with the emotion. Now I give it a couple days to rest, and then I start my research, and then I take my next action steps or not, whatever they are. And I think that's the first important step for all of us to learn, Don't act out of passion because you can do this with someone else or or on your own and and just want to create a change in your life or get out there with the first next best idea. So move back from the passion. The other things that, that, that's just number one, the the, the things that I see a lot are that people don't really understand what drives a business. So I'm working with an entrepreneur currently who is in business and and doing fairly well, but he's very, very unhappy. And I asked why he went into business doing what he's doing. And he said, well, it seems like a good money opportunity. And I was kind of surprised about that because this is a business that, um, that really does take a lot of passion and a lot of caring. And so we talked more about that. And he said, I really didn't do much research. I just did it. And I said, well, what's your vision? And he said, I don't know. Am I supposed to have a vision? So we hear a lot about vision. But what I talk about is what I call the vision beyond the vision. There's a driver. There's a motivator. There's something that has to put fuel in your tank to keep you going. And if you don't know what that is, then don't start. If you've already started and you don't know what that is, then work with a coach. Do some journaling. Sit down and ask yourself some questions about what your drivers are and why you do this. And I'll tell you what, if it comes back to money, then chances are you're not connected to the true vision yet because almost every entrepreneur I've ever known has gone into business for something far beyond money. They're... Is usually something there that drives their passion that helps them to keep going. And I'll tell you what mine is. You know, I have always felt that women shortchange themselves, that too often women allow those gremlins in our minds and self doubt to stop us from achieving our dreams. We don't want to impose upon others. We don't ask for help. Now, this is not just my opinion. There have been tons and tons of studies proving these facts. In fact, if you look at my my articles over at Inc.com, I did one just a couple of weeks ago on um, study shows, studies show that women feel less capable. And in this study... It was a global study, and, and the link to the actual study is within that article, inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. 197,000 women were, were surveyed in 67 different countries, and it showed overwhelmingly that women feel less capable in, than men in achieving business goals. And I, I just it blows me away, yet I can connect to it. I'm a woman. You know, I go to that space, too. So my driving passion, I feel it now just building in my heart, is to help women realize their dreams and realize that they go far beyond the household or the job, that there is so much that we can achieve. And when women and men meet equal levels of success, this world is going to be one rocking place, right? Right. So there's my passion, there's my vision, there's my why. It's huge. It's bigger than I am. So we're going to go into break. We'll come back and talk about more things that you'll want to think about for your business.
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these.
2: Familia, faith, identity, tradicion. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramatica. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of La Abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoda, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mass. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values to religion to... Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo? That only you do, because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams.
0: If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka.
1: So glad to be here with you today talking about building the foundation for your successful business. And we talked about that vision beyond the vision. I gave you uh, my vision beyond the vision, but I didn't quite finish it. You know, my goal is to touch the lives of a million women. And I know that we can't really count that, but I also know that I'm very close because I've been coaching for 10 years, and I know from my clients that a lot of the things that I've taught and, and a lot of the life changes that my clients have made have been passed on. To their sisters and their daughters, and and to to everyone, their employees, family members, and so it just keeps giving. It's like this big chain link, you know. And I write for Inc. magazine, and 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 that reaches tons and tons and tons of people. So I know that I'm close to that, and and that is just the driving force that helps me to to stay connected to my business and what I do and my passion. And so think about what your passion is and how your business connects to it. It's very, very important to have that vision beyond the vision. Um, It can also be something to be aware of because oftentimes you can get very stuck If you're not achieving that vision beyond the vision or you're not in harmony with it, you may not be aware of it. And I'll tell you a quick story about that, Um, just an abbreviated story of one of my clients who came to me and was really stuck in her business. She wasn't moving at all. She wasn't growing her business. And she had a very scalable model in place. So there was really no reason. So in our coaching, we explored that. You know, why are you doing this? That why, that big why. And she finally realized, that you know, she'd been entertaining the idea since before she ever even launched her business of really affecting other small business owners, that she wanted to become a model small business owners owner and help people all around the world grow their businesses um, through her wisdom and experience. But she wouldn't take herself seriously as a business owner until she broke the million-dollar mark. And then she felt like, well, at that point, I'll be able to say I'm an expert And uh, I can share that with with others and and let them know how I've gotten there. Well, she was far, 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 far from the million-dollar mark. And uh, so we explored how that vision beyond the vision, as I call it, was stopping her. Was the procrastination that she was experiencing, the self-sabotage, based on that vision? And what we found out in our exploration is that she did not believe that she would ever, ever, no matter what, have anything valuable to teach or to say to others. And, you know, she had a Ph.D. She had tons of business experience under her belt. Even though she wasn't near a million dollars, she did have a successful business model that she'd built. Oh, my goodness. And so we worked on that. Uh, We did specifically, we did emotional freedom techniques, also known as tabbing, um, which really, really, can take those limiting beliefs and shift them 180 degrees. It's it's amazing. And so we did that, and she broke the million-dollar mark within, uh, I guess it was six months. And today, a number of years later, she's in the mid-30, 30, 30 million range. So... Think about that vision beyond the vision. Does it scare you? Does it intimidate you? Do you believe you could never get there? Get connected to it. Get help with a mentor or coach or a therapist or whatever feels right to you to get square with your big why and your vision beyond the vision because it's a necessity and it can also stop you dead in your tracks. So be careful with that. The The other thing that people don't look at in their plan often enough is their values. Yes, you heard me right, your values, your personal values need to be translated into your business. Now, they may become something very different when, when, you, when you look at business. You may have a different set of values, but they're all going to be based on the same core beliefs. So why is it important that you understand who you are, the, the qualities and life experiences that are most important to you? Here's why. Because if you're not in integrity with your top values, your life isn't going to work, and so your business isn't going to work. Your values are like a compass, okay? And when you're not going in the right direction and you don't feel good about life and business, you'll always find the answers in your values. When I go back to my top three values, one of which is spirituality, And, you know, I've defined my values. That's a very important step. Don't just say, oh, integrity is a top value for me. Define it. Why is integrity a top value? What does it mean to you? You know, we all have different definitions. Um, I'm going to go in a different direction here because that reminds me of when I defined my top values, wealth was amongst my top three values. I wanted to achieve wealth. I had done it again. I had done it once. I'd become very wealthy, and I'd lost most of my money. And now I wanted to, to get back up there, but I had a very warped perception of what wealth meant, even though I didn't meet that, that definition when, when I had tons of money, but it, I, didn't like, I didn't like my perception of wealthy people, and it was sabotaging me and it was sabotaging my business your unconscious mind will take you in the direction to fulfill whatever your desires are, and it doesn't know the difference between something that we deem negative or something that we see as positive. So I was pushing away from wealth, and I was losing money hand over fist. Once I changed that definition, and I became in integrity with that definition, life began to turn around for me, and business began to turn around for me. So... When I say be aware of your values, I don't just mean, oh, you know, family, oh, wealth, oh, integrity, oh, honesty. You know, know what they are because a lot of time your definition is based on that of society instead of what you truly want to feel and believe about it. No one can define your values better than you can. And so why is it important to bring this into work? Well, oh my goodness, for so many reasons. For instance,
3: if integrity
1: is a top value for you and you're about to make a big business decision like um, bringing on a strategic partner or bringing in a business partner or taking on an angel investor or um, you know, dealing with a client in some, some way that is uh, a little, feels like a landmine, you know, if your business decision feels like there's something uncomfortable that may be leading to a lack of integrity, whatever that means to you, remember, it's what it means to you, then you're going to get stuck. If you know that integrity is one of your top business values, you're going to go back to that and you're going to say, it's very black and white. Let me put it that way. It is so beautifully black and white. This does not meet my standards of integrity. It falls into the gray for me. And therefore, I'm not going to do it. Now, of course, you want to weigh a few things. You know, maybe that can be fixed or changed. But it really, really helps. If, if serving others is a top value for you and your customers are not happy, it's not just bad for business. It's bad for the business owner's sense of self. And it's really important to define your values on your own terms. Remember that. So remember, here's, here's my favorite. Here's my favorite. Every single entrepreneur I have ever met, when I ask this question of, of certain ones, mostly the ones I coach, what are your top three values? Freedom is always amongst those values. And yet we become very, very unhappy because we don't have it. As business owners, many, many of, of our, the business owners out there don't achieve freedom because they're working ten and twelve and thirteen hour days. Five, and six, and seven days a week. That's not freedom. Now We have the freedom to make our own choices on our own terms. Unfortunately, some of those choices are very self-punitive. So, you know, so if freedom is one of your top values, and if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, I guarantee you it is, ask yourself if you're meeting the criteria for freedom, your criteria for freedom. If you're not happy, if you're feeling exhausted, you are probably not meeting that. And so that is a huge clue for you. It's a huge clue that you need to get help to figure out how to stop working in your business instead of on your business, okay? Now, these values are going to drive you through your decisions and get you through the really difficult times and help you excel and honor your life and mission in the good times. They should be at the core of your company culture. And the best example I have of that is Zappos. If you've never heard of Zappos, check out Zappos, Z-O-P-P-O-S dot com. Tony Shea is one of the founding members behind that brilliant, brilliant, highly successful company. And, you know, one of his values was that they need to keep the customers happy at whatever expense. And so what do they do? They empower their client service reps to make decisions. Not so you will never call Zappos and say, you know, I got a pair of mismatched shoes in the mail. That's their, that was one of their primary um, leading products when they launched. That was it. Um, and and have them say, well, you'll have to talk to a, you know, my supervisor for a refund, or let me talk to my supervisor to find out what I can do for you, because those CSRs are empowered to make whatever decision is going to make you happy: money back, free shipping on a new pair. Even exchange a gift certificate, whatever it is, they are empowered. So you see how these values trickle down into your business structure is very, very, very important. And this is one of the key things I work with my my clients on is understanding how personal values translate to business and how they can become business values and how you can create and build your cor- company culture, which is another very important thing. A lot of people don't understand what their culture is and it's because they don't understand their core values once you have this it's going to really empower growth within your company uh to create a a powerful structure that will support you through that growth we are going into our second break and i will see you back here in just a minute
0: unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka, and we'll be right back after these. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a healthcare crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management. The holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Join us for self-aid success stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. Welcome back to The Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's The Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka.
1: And welcome back to The Million Dollar Mindset. I'd like to invite you to email me with any ideas you have for this show, or anything that you'd like to hear about or learn about. And you can always reach me at marla at com, And the last name is T-A-B-A-K-A, com. I'd also like to invite you to call in the show. If you're listening live and you have some questions or some insights or whatever it is that you have, give us a call, 877 864 I'm going to repeat that. 877-864-4869. I'd love to chat with you. We have a very casual show here, so uh, don't feel intimidated about calling in. Oftentimes I get people emailing me saying, I really, really wanted to call in, but I didn't, you know, I didn't feel comfortable. So so hey, just give us a call. So, so far today, we've talked about that vision beyond the vision and values and how important, I'm telling you, these are the foundation pieces for a successful business that are way too often overlooked. And I mentioned company culture. Remember, again, a company culture is going to guide you in making your decisions. And I'm going to use Zappos as an example of that again. Their culture is happy employees, happy customers, right? Right. And so after training, after the initial training period, Zappos offers their new hires $500 to not take the job. And here's why. They feel that anyone who's going to take $500 to walk away from such an outstanding company doesn't deserve to be there and are not going to make good team players. And so that team environment, that happy employee environment is a key core core value at Zappos. And they put their money where their mouth is and they do that test and they make it work. And I'll tell you, whatever number of $500 checks they've given out has been money well spent. So your culture is also a part of what drives your business. So defining in your plan, defining your company culture and what you want it to be like. What What is it like to work at your company? Even if you don't have employees yet, go ahead and define this right up front. What, do, you, do you want virtual uh, workers? Do you want to be all together in the same place? What kind of environment is that going to be? Is it going to be an open-door, casual, fun-loving environment? Uh, will all your employees be in a bullpen, and what does that mean? And, and, you know, how far will you empower your employees and flex time? And all these things are part of culture. So determine what that is upfront. And you'll be able to grow with much, much greater ease. Okay. So another another thing that you know we have to make sure is a part of your plan. This gets into more of a structural thing, and, and these these next few things do is an exit strategy. Okay, exit strategy. Well. Boy, I just launched my business. Why would I need an exit strategy? Well I'll tell you what, again, just like your values, your exit strategy is going to is going to really pave the way for you in making your decisions. You'll make different decisions with different exit strategies. If, for instance, you want to be acquired somewhere down the line, you're going to make your decisions with that question. Behind them, you know, will this decision take me and keep me on that path of being found by a company who's going to acquire us? Is this a decision that they would want to see me make, right? Um, so let me give you an example of that. Typically, when you see companies being acquired, it's based on one or two. Uh, usually, actually, one single, single purpose product, um, idea, technology. You know, they don't. Pe- larger companies aren't out there acquiring streams and streams of technology from from startups, right? They're out there acquiring a single idea that would be better for them to acquire in this way than to reproduce in house. Okay, so. If you know that that's your exit strategy, that that's what you want, then you're going to stay on target with that one piece of brilliance that is worthy of being sought out. Okay. It's the same thing with um, funding or VCs. You know, for instance, one thing you'll know is that VCs don't like silent partners. They don't like it if 30% of your company is is promise to someone else who invested a hundred thousand dollars startup money for you or you know something like that they don't want that and so if you know right from the from the start that you're going to be looking for venture capital you know that you have to keep the majority big majority share in your company i mean i i wouldn't give away any of it um one or two percent or something like that might be fine but vcs don't want to share and so know what your exit strategy is. Is it to scale up? Is it to scale out? Is it to build more products? Is it to, you know, really understand in the end, uh, well, those aren't exit strategies, but those are, are systems that, you know, will lead to very different exit strategies. Really understand in the end where you want to go. And uh, that, will, that will help you to build your company. So. A good a good plan will help you, a good exit strategy will help you to not get distract, distracted by those next bright and shiny objects, to stay on path and just grow the company that you know that you want to grow. Okay, another piece of the plan. How are you going to automate? How will you get systems in place to take you out of the business so you can do what you do best? And as an entrepreneur... That is idea generation, connecting, you know, thinking outside of the box, figuring out the next steps, growth strategies, all these things are things that you're going to be doing best. Now, you may be a great bookkeeper, but that doesn't mean you should be keeping your own books. In fact, that's a horrible, horrible thing to do. Um, I once had a client... Uh, talking about getting systems in place and and creating a strategy, who did bankruptcy and debt negotiation. And, you know, it was all about her doing everything in the business. There was nothing she could could really do to step outside of the business, especially she's an attorney, in doing the bankruptcies. And so we broke it down and we looked at the revenue and where most of the revenue was coming from And it was mostly coming from the debt negotiation. And so we made a choice. We made a choice to cut out those bankruptcies because they weren't serving her well and to put her focus 100% on the debt negotiation and to get automated systems in place where she could hire employees to do that so that now she could focus on creating products that would sell, do-it-yourself, debt negotiation, that's a huge thing, podcasting, blogging, bringing in new business. So we created training processes and, um, you know, really developed systems and technology that would help her to outsource, and she did, and, and bring employees on, and she did, so that's what I mean when I say automate get systems in place. Now, if you're, you know, you do food products or something, well that means finding packaging companies and and figuring out whether or not your product is truly scale your business is truly scalable. Very, very, very important. So, get those systems into place so that you're not stuck behind a desk because hey you, entrepreneur, that's not where you belong at all. I can't believe how fast this show is going, even though I'm talking to myself. <laughs> We've got another break coming up pretty soon. Uh, and again, I want to invite you to call into the show, okay, at 877-864-4869. So call in, ask your questions, give us your two cents, and, and, uh, and let us know what you think. Okay, my next one is knowing your resources. Okay, it is so important that you go into this and you grow your business or take it to the next phase or change what you're doing now by surrounding yourself with people who can do things better than you can okay and i think that's that's a great thing every good entrepreneur understands what they do best okay and if you don't understand what you do best then i'd like you to get the book strengths finder 2.0 by uh, Tom Rath, and I'm just going to look here. Yeah, Tom Rath. I wasn't sure if he had a co-author. Strengths Finder 2.0 by Tom Rath, R-A-T-H. And I'd like you to find out what you do best. You may be surprised. I think that test is worth taking for just about anyone, and especially worth taking when you bring on a new employee to make sure that you're putting them in the right space, that you're employing them in the right way. Very, very important. So. Um, surround yourself with people who do things better than you do okay sales if you're not a great salesperson, you need to find a salesperson. if you're not great at putting systems and strategies in place then hire a coach who can help you to figure that out or a consultant who does it all the time okay and you may think you may not be able to afford these things but you know what you're losing more money by not doing it And so I guarantee you that any investment that you make in a good coach or good consultant or the time investment with a good mentor is going to pay off really well in most cases pretty quickly it depends on how fast you can move so so definitely surround yourself with people who do things better than you do our great leader Henry Ford you know stood up in court one day when they asked him they were trying to take his business away from him basically and and they asked questions about he can't even answer this and he said no sir I can't but I can have you that question that answer within seconds and he did and and that's why he was such a phenomenal, phenomenal success. He surrounded himself with people who he said were smarter than he is, and there's no shame in that. So make a list of your resources. Who can you go to for what, okay, and, um, and make connections. Ask for help. Very, very important. We're going into our last break. This is Marla Tabaka. You're listening to the Million Dollar Mindset. We'll be right back.
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back
3: after these. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future... Business and life coach, Carmen Carroza, can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carroza, business and life coach, on Forward Motion, every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Rockstar Radio Network. You will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach.
0: Second chances, we all deserve them
1: are here today talking about that core foundation for a successful business, no matter what you want to grow to, whether it's just a comfortable revenue point or million dollars or millions and millions of dollars, no matter that's, – that's the amazing thing about this information that I'm giving you today, is no matter the size of your company – These things all need to be in place for a successful company. And, you know, I have the privilege and honor of interviewing so many successful entrepreneurs on this show and for my ink columns. And I'll tell you what, they're all in tune with their values. They all understand their company culture. They all have a vision. So these are things that are proven. And, uh, and that too many of us just don't think about when we're going in or even after we're in, especially after we're in knee-deep. So here's the next one I've got for you. Create a plan for listening to your customers, okay? We're in really tumultuous times, and your customer needs, they're changing. There's often less money available for luxury items, although that's that's getting... You know better. I think a little bit. I think people are just adjusting their purse strings, basically, um, and figuring out how to afford the things that are luxurious for them from time to time. But those, those, that money is being shifted to more critical needs. And you know, we have to know what our customer needs and wants. And if you roll out, if you roll out. Too big. For instance, I um, once worked with someone who was doing a facial cleansing line of beauty products. And she had plans to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into development and packaging and branding for this line of something like 12 products. And I, the first thing I said to her when she told me that was, you need to fail fast, okay. And if you spend all this time and all of this money, and you invest all of this into your line, you're not going to fail fast. You're going to fail big. So what I meant by this was by that was this. She had no research proving that this is what customers wanted, and that kind of research would be really really difficult, okay. So. Roll out one product, I told her, one cream, one cleanser, whatever it is. Let's just package and brand that product and get it out there and get the feedback. See what people are asking for. And, you know, she did that. And and based on that design, she learned so much, and she was able to make critical changes, and she was able to learn a lot about the Food and Drug Administration and, you know, those places where if you're failing with hundreds of thousands or or even millions of dollars, it's a huge deal, but if you're failing with $20,000, and that's still a lot of money as far as I'm concerned, but it's a lot lesser of a deal. So, you know, she did hit the wall, and she did fail and I'm, I'm using that word very loosely, um, she did fail on a number of, of, of things, but it was a small amount of money at stake here. And so she went back to the drawing board and redesigned it and replanned and learned, you know, from what she she didn't hit on the mark the first time around. So fail fast and fail often. That's That's a really important point that I stress to people. You know, people who have tech companies, you know, don't roll out a full-blown solution. Roll out one piece of it at a time. If you've got an automated marketing solution, for instance, don't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars coding and designing the entire solution. Roll out a piece of it. Make it free. Get feedback. Learn what is going well and what isn't working. Um, find out how long the customers stick with it. How valuable is it to the customers? Learn, 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 and then go bigger. So listen to your companies, design, to, your, to your customers. Design a plan for that. Social media is one great way to connect with them. You know, build a loyal following and perform customer service right in social media. Let your audience know that you're there for them and and then ask them what they love about your company and, and what else you can do to enhance their lives and, you know, really get out there and, and learn from your audience and connect. So, so, so important. Um, I see so many people who come to me who want to be on the show or are in my ink column, and you know what? Really and truly and honestly, that's one of the first things I look at is their social media profile to check them out. LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, I go to all three of those platforms. And if I don't expect them to have, you know, like 60,000 Twitter followers. Not everybody needs that. But I look at what they're doing out there. <clears throat> and if they don't have a network, then... That just—I don't know—or or their company doesn't have a big network. It could be them or their company. That just tells me something about them. I want people who have a following. I want people who are going to share the show, and and who who have—they're influential. You know, we want to be influential leaders. So get out there and build your network. Okay. The other thing that you want to look at, and this is a growth strategy kind of thing, is you know how your company is going to scale with technology in mind. Okay? I'm going to tell you another quick story because I think these just paint the picture so much better than anything else can. Um, I interviewed a woman once who made... Uh, well, this was in, in an interview I did on ink, so I'm, I know I'm free to share because it it's already very public. Um, she made something called the cami, and the cami was a, a little uh, kind of a lacy insert, <clears throat> excuse me, that you can put in under v-necked uh, v-necked tops so that they're not as revealing. Very, very simple idea. She was out to lunch one day with a friend. And her husband kept texting her, and she and, and her husband was her business partner. And, and, and I say that, you know, lightly because they really didn't have much of a business going. Um, so her husband was involved in the business as well. The Cammies weren't that big of a deal. But he kept texting her, you better come home, you better, you know. And, and, and she finally called us, what is going on? He said, we have orders coming in left and right we have orders coming in just out of the woodwork. I don't know what's going on. So she runs home, and she finds out that someone pinned her cami on Pinterest. Okay, and it spread like wildfire. Okay, that one simple pin made her business. Now that's an example of the power of social media, but which is amazing, and that's why I'm saying grow your networks. But also think about other types of technologies. You know, having an app, for instance, uh, have, making sure that your website is, is uh, mobile ready, okay, because people are, oh, gosh, it's a huge percentage now, and I'm not even going to say the percentage because I'm not positive, so, but it's a lot, a huge percentage of sales are made from mobile platforms like an iPad or, or, you know, some sort of a a notebook or or an iPhone or, you know, smartphone, I should say. So make sure that your website is easy to maneuver on one of these mobile devices, okay? Make sure that it can be viewed by mobile apps and give the mobile app user what they want. So, again, get out there and ask. You want to give them something that's going to make their lives easier or more fun, okay? That's what we all want in the end. We want to be healthier. We want to have fun. We want our lives to be easier. We want something that's going to make us more comfortable, whether it's financially or, you know, in terms of creature comforts. Those are the things that your customers want. So so learn to give that to them in a mobile way. You know, build an app. Make sure that your website and everything stays current with the times, okay? And create a solid media strategy behind it. It doesn't have to be really complex because if you have a vision and, and a mission and a marketing strategy in place. Social media is simply another tool to ex- execute them. So what I mean by that is that social media is a part of Of your marketing plan and it should also be a plan in and of itself so create a social media strategy and stick to it be consistent in all of your marketing not just social media all of your marketing make a daily or a weekly log of all of the things you need to do in your marketing plan to remain consistent if you can make it a cheat sheet on like an Excel spreadsheet or something uh, all the better. I have. I had a client who once put it on sticky notes and then would move around the sticky notes once, once he'd achieved what he needed to achieve for, on that particular note. He moved it to the other side of the board. He liked the flexibility of being able to grab one. You know, and sometimes he'd make a game out of it. Just close his eyes and grab one and perform that marketing step or strategy. So have fun with it. Make it a part of your... Strategy what works for you and your personality type, okay, so growing with technology, don't get left behind uh, in technology. I see it all too often. Listen to your customers, surround yourself with successful people, get your systems in place. Don't do it alone. Find a coach for crying out loud, give me a call, all right com. check it out. I would love to talk to you about your business to see that if I can, whether or not I can help you to take it to the next level, as I've been doing for so many others over the last 10 years. So please contact me if this has been helpful for you today and you want to learn more. I would embrace that discussion. And join us here, as always, next Monday, same time, 1 o'clock Central, 2 o'clock Eastern, here for the Million Dollar Mindset, I look forward to hearing from you at Marla at marlatabaca.com and seeing your lovely comments over at Inc., Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen This week's article is about broadening your connections broaden those horizons on um, making new connections. It's seven tips for making powerful connections so that you are inspired to think outside the box. This has been so much fun talking to myself. I love it. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something from it. And I'll see you here next week.